0: What's up, everyone? This is Jacques Slade, and right now, you're listening to the best new podcast in the world. It's called Outside the Box. Uh, but I'm not here by myself. I uh, couldn't hold hold it down by myself. I have two great guys here with me that pretty much uh, keep me straight and know a lot more about sneakers than I do. So let me first introduce my main man, Brandon. Go ahead and tell him about yourself. What's going
1: on? I'm Brandon Adler, uh, content Manager for finish line and I do a little bit of feature writing for complex every now and then kick it over to our guy Nick in What's
2: up guys? I'm Nick Engel. Uh Just uh, like sneakers. I want to talk about them some more like I do all the time. So
0: These guys are playing <laughs> it really modest today people So don't <laughs> don't we're kind there. of a big deal. Yeah, they're really they're really important people they They play it really modest, but these guys are really important people I it, help, it helps shape the the sneaker culture more than uh, most people would like to admit um, but today we're here to talk about, you know, shaping the sneaker culture. We're gonna to hear to talk about Adidas and Adidas Originals and some of the uh, the major moves that they have made in the last is eighteen months fair? Maybe two years? Eighteen months? Two years? Yeah, probably eighteen months. Say? I'd say eighteen months. Um, so let's start with the, you know, the elephant in the room. Let's start with Kanye, and I'll kick this over to you, Brandon, just because you're probably more informed on this on this topic than uh, both Nick and I, um, and let you just kind of lead the conversation here. So talk to me. What, what is Adidas and Kanye? What, what does that mean?
1: So well, I appreciate it, Jog. You basically just called me the biggest Kanye stan, period. So, I mean, I guess, I guess that's <laughs> fair. Um, but, you know, obviously Kanye and Adidas, since they've connected, they've been doing an incredible job. The rollout that they did, All-Star Weekend in New York City, I think it's fair to say that they completely took over. I mean, it was the biggest conversation. Everybody was going crazy trying to get a pair. There was a lot of other good releases that weekend, but everybody was shooting for the 750s. And ever since then, you know, anytime Kanye's dropped anything, anytime he's wore anything with Adidas on it, everybody's just been going nuts for it. And you saw how successful the first two 350 boost releases were and just everything they've done there. And now recently seeing him in new colorways of the 350, Mm -hmm. And just stepping out the other day in the seven fifty in a black pair, which we can only hope uh, maybe means a Black Friday release. We'll see.
0: So what do you say to Nick and I I'll, I'll toss this one to you, Nick, what do you say about guys that like Matt Powell that say that Kanye has no influence and he's not really making that big of a difference because his releases are so limited?
2: I mean, I think it's I think it's kind of an ignorant, you know, stance to take on it just because You know that's the way it's been, and you you haven't seen a a entertainer or a style persona really make that big of an impact in sneakers throughout the course of like sneaker history, if you will. Um, But I do think I do think that Mm -hmm. you know with Kanye, it's quite a bit different. You know, like the world is a different place than it was ten or fifteen years ago. You know, Michael Jordan became who he was because we all saw him on TV even though we didn't have social media to see everything he did we saw him every day he was on SportsCenter. center he was on your local news your local sports radio station he he was just everywhere and kanye is that times millions because of social media because of his relationships with you know other entertainers kim kardashians of the world that are you know also equally you know popular as far as the number of people that follow them So I think, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of an old school way of thinking about it. It's kind of an old school stance and, you know, like Matt's kind of always been that way. He's, he's kind of done the same thing for a long time and hopefully, you know, hopefully he starts to kind of see that things a little bit differently and maybe give it a chance. But I also think sometimes he likes just kind of rubbing people the wrong way just to get the rise out of people.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, like as much as I respect what Matt does, uh, I think that sometimes he allows his his uh, allegiance, I'll say, to numbers and and spreadsheets, for lack of a better term, to 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 solely direct his 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 uh his interpretation of things. And and I I think that despite he has, I think he has good intentions. I think his purpose is really to inform people. But I think that he he sometimes loses sight of the bigger picture when it comes to cultural influence and how that spreads through a a community or, and, you know, it's kind of, I almost liken it to, and, you know, I'll I'll probably get a lot of haters for this here um, to that thing where like street culture eventually becomes mainstream culture. um, And he's, he's, he's seeing the street culture portion of it happening. And uh, he's not, taken into account that this is eventually what the mainstream culture is going to be purchasing or looking into to buy, uh, but that's just kind of how I see it.
1: Definitely, Jock, I think you're on point with everything that you said, and, you know, when Adidas decided to bring Kanye over, they said one of their biggest initiatives was to just really make Boost a big thing, and we've seen what he's done by wearing his non-signature stuff, just, you know, wearing the Ultra Boost and the all-white or whatever. And seeing how quickly pairs flew off, as soon as he wears it, it, it's a big deal. That's all there is to it. And it was the same way when he was at Nike, when he would step out in a pair of flyknits or even, you know, the white and blue flight 89s. As soon as he rocked them, sales went up tremendously. And, you know, I don't know how he goes about measuring that. I don't know if he pays attention to any of that. But, you know, Kanye pushes the needle no matter what he wears. That's just a fact. That's all there is to it.
0: Now speaking of Boost, and you know, correct me here if I'm wrong. Boost was kind of built as a performance thing, but it seems like most most of the shine that Boost is getting right now is really in the lifestyle arena.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say so, and I think like you know, that's that's a testament to kind of how good it is. Really, like you know, when it comes down to it, you wear you wear shoes because they're comfortable, and it, it just. You know, it's rare that it's rare that you're going to put on something that, you know, just you do, all those shoes over the years that you know are classics or whatever are not necessarily the most comfortable shoes. They're definitely they're they're pinnacle for an era, but the boost 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 mm-hmm. technology cushioning whatever is definitely the best thing out right now as far as cushioning. And it's not it's not necessarily that like the style doesn't play a, a, an effect, a play into it at some level or another. But I think that just in general, like right. when you just want to put on a pair of shoes, if you compare it to, say, something like the Nike Roshi that everybody likes to compare it to, the Roshi is, is not like a groundbreaking technology or anything like that. It's just a cool, simple shoe that you can throw on and, and wear, and it's comfortable, and you can beat it up and not have to worry about it. And I think Adidas has, has kind of... Right taken that over and really just owned the comfortable, like, I just want to wear a cool pair of shoes and wear it all day and not have to worry about it. And, you know, Boost has kind of become that.
0: So do you see a lot of, do you see a lot of staying power behind Boost? Do you think it'll transition? Because like, for me, like Flyknit was billed from Nike was obviously billed as, oh, it's this great performance thing and the athletes and track stars love it. But I don't think I've seen anybody running seriously in Flyknit. And I kind of feel like that's the same situation with Boost where it's billed as this great comfort thing, but I don't really see people really performing in Boost.
2: I mean, I I think that, you know, I think you could say that about a lot of Nike over the years. And I get a lot of, you know, kind of slack for, for not being, like, as dedicated to Nike as some of the sneaker, you know, people enthusiasts are but you know look at like air max you know like air max cushioning originated in the heel of the shoe and it kind of taught us all how to run improperly for the way physically we're supposed to run and that to me is kind of just the nature of it you know it's like you're sold the idea and no matter how much you could be sold an idea if it's not functional in some way shape or form then you kind of lose it so you look at, like, Nike in the running space,
0: yeah.
2: they don't really have, I mean, you know, like, look at the New York Marathon. It was won by a guy wearing Skechers. Like, this isn't, Nike isn't really, they're in the aspirational sports space, if you will. You know, like, they're very much, like, like people that want to look the part and want to, you know, aspire to be better. I look at Nike as, like, that, they're, like, more motivational to me than they are, you know, like, actual physical performance oriented stuff like and and you could take that across other platforms too i think you know there's been lots of talk of of you know like over the last few years like what players are wearing you know like a guy like lebron not happy with his shoe and those types of things are kind of points to prove that you know and I, i don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing obviously like you know, some of those shoes are still amazing, and some of us, you know, like we love getting caught up in the hype of, oh, you know, I, there's only so many pairs of this, so I want it, or there's you know a right. new colorway, and I don't have one of these yet, so I gotta get a pair of these. So all that stuff plays into it, but right. I, I think that I think that Boost kind of is essentially what Air Max was in 1987, where wow, everybody's taking notice of this, and I've got to go try it, and it's guys like. You know, my brother, who's right. not really into sneakers, has been into sneakers a little bit over the course of time, but, you know, he's not wrapped up in it the way I am, say. And that's kind of a testament to what Boost has become, where he's heard about it, some from me, obviously, but, like, he's also heard about it from other people and, and wanted to go out and get a pair. So, I think it's I think it's really a, a testament to to where Adidas is at with, you know the market in, in like they're really poised to do some great things you know and like like we kind of mentioned earlier maybe maybe black friday is a good time to do that
0: yeah so let's talk about that brandon earlier you mentioned that kanye and adidas basically ruled all star weekend so all star 2015 was basically adidas originals and kanye obviously with the yeezy 750 that you got a pair of, and I'm salty about, but we won't even make that the focus. Thanks to Nick. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks to Nick. <laughs> Shout out to Nick. Uh,
1: could have threw me that long. But anyway, um, <laughs> yo, talk. I was shedding G tears. If you about... would have broke down like I did, you probably would have got a pair too.
0: <laughs> let's talk about um, Black Friday, Brandon. You've kind of mentioned this, uh, you know, outside when we're just talking, just outside of the podcast. And uh, you have some uh, ideas about Black Friday and how Adidas and uh, and Kanye could, could rule that day as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the time I kind of joked around about it. I thought it would be really sick if Adidas dropped a black white pack on Black Friday with the black 750. And at the time we hadn't actually seen a pair. And now we've seen the white 350s and the all white ever since he rocked them at James Harden's birthday party. I mean, just if he put that, or if Adidas put that pack together. I mean, you'd have to believe that no matter what any other brand drops that day, that's going to be the priority. That's what everybody's going to be on their computers getting real sensitive about, trying to get a pair in the basket, trying to get the pack in the basket. I mean, nothing else would matter. That would definitely take over blogs, social media, consumers, everything for the weeks leading up to it. And it wouldn't even take that much marketing. It wouldn't even take that much effort. And they just seriously would completely murder it. Uh, You know, I, I don't have any insight to what they're planning on doing for Black Friday, I've actually kind of heard that's not the plan. Um, not sure what they're going to do, but, you know, I think we're all in agreement that if they do that, Nike would have to really bring out some big guns. It would have to take a lot more than an Aqua 8 for them to compete with Adidas if they decided to go that route.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is there anything Is there anything that Nike could release that could kind of, you know, kind of stem that tide of a, of a black 750 and a white 350? Uh, man,
2: I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's like kind of the the double-edged sword of, of, Nike and the retro product, you know, like we all kind of want it. We all want to want to reconnect with those shoes like the, you know, what recently like the Nike Air Flare, you know, it's a a tennis shoe. It's a, it's a dope shoe, but we've seen all this stuff come back time and time again, that it takes a very specific change or correction, if you will. You know, I think a good example of that's like the tech, the tech challenge, you know, with the old tennis ball logo on it. That's something that gets me a little bit and makes me want a pair of those, even though I've had those in the past. But um, I really don't think, you know, like, I think, I don't think that, I think that it's strategic that Nike is kind of planning the Aqua 8s on Black Friday. I think that has to be, you know, we all know that Kanye wore those shoes for years, and it has to be kind of in in anticipation for what Adidas is going to do. Because they're kind of on the other other side of the card now. You know, even though they don't want to admit it and they never will, and which, you know, that's a good business strategy, they, they are obviously aware of what Kanye does. They're aware of what his influence is. Otherwise, you wouldn't see it on, you know, the dunks. And, I mean, even the Kai shoe looks like it could have been, had Kanye's influence, if you will. So... Cruz's shoe as well and and definitely Cruz's shoe and and that's nothing against Nike because that's those guys you know we always talk about it rappers want to be ballers and ballers want to be rappers so for Victor Cruz's shoe to look Kanye-esque it makes sense like he's worn the Yeezys before he's a very stylish dude and if I was him and I had the ability to make a Nike I'd probably make something kind of similar to
1: that so um In all fairness, too, I mean, the Boost 350 obviously borrowed some influences from the Roshi, so...
2: Yeah, definitely, and, you know, I think, like, you know, we talked about it before, I think, like, the, the appeal of the Boost 350 is just, it's so much more because it's just a casual, like, anybody feels like they can wear that shoe, you know?
1: Definitely. And just to kind of jump in on that, I think the only way that Nike really could compete with Adidas drop in any kind of Yeezy, whether it's 750, 350s, whatever, honestly, would have to be something like a black cement three with Nike Air on it or like a black cat four just out of nowhere, unannounced, just real quick, right before Adidas decided to do something. I think those two shoes, just because of how iconic the models are and, you know, it's been forever since we've seen a Nike Air three and it's been, I think, nine years since we've seen the black cat fours. It's been a minute you know, those are shoes that definitely ring out in the streets, so I think those could compete very highly with it, but outside of those two shoes, I'd just, I, you know, it would it would have to be something crazy that we're not even thinking about, that we haven't seen, that we'd just completely unaware of for them to compete like that. Yeah, I agree.
0: Uh, Nick, uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll pose this to Brandon. Does, do you think Kanye has the... Like, musically, we know, like, I feel Kanye has staying power. Like, there's no question about Kanye, music-wise. But... Uh, from a fashion perspective, uh, does it, I don't, I, I'm not convinced that he has what it takes to continually move the culture.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to predict the future and exactly how that's going to happen. And especially, you know, he's kind of getting up there in age. He's, I think, 36 or 37, somewhere in that ballpark. I think from a sneaker standpoint, his designs keep getting better and better. You know, the Air Yeezy one is pretty outdated if you look at it now compared to everything else that's on the market. The two is probably going to be there pretty soon. But, you know, 750 was, you know, obviously he admitted where he got the influences from and he hit it perfectly. That one's not for everybody with with the 350s. You know, it's a shoe that they could, you know, pull like the Pharrell color wheel with and drop it in like 40 colorways and it's going to do really, really well. So it's interesting to see from a sneaker perspective. I think he's got it. Like, I think that's something he's always going to get the trend on and he's always going to do pretty well with it. From a clothing standpoint, and this is coming from somebody that's a huge Kanye fan, like you know, season one, some of that stuff's real hit or miss. Like I'm, you know, I don't need ripped and tattered sweaters and have to drop eleven hundred dollars to get it or whatever the price tag is. Like I'm good on that. So, you know, I think he needs to like really focus on what he said in a lot of those interviews and you know, be able to have stuff that people can afford that has like that Zara H and M type feel where you can go out and not feel like you're spending your whole savings to try and get the collection and it looks really, really good and it's kind of a staple. Yet it's trendy at the time. So, from a clothing standpoint, I, I really don't know the way things are going with the first season of the Adidas stuff or Yeezy Season One. It's it's real hit or miss for me. So, and what he's done in the past has been real hit or miss. I think his best collection to date still been the APC stuff, which was fairly affordable and it looked really really good. So, you know, it's just really tough to you know figure out where he's going to go with that.
0: The APC stuff seemed a lot less. Um complex uh, for lack of a better word it seemed like just really simple pieces as opposed to the easy season season one definitely seems a bit more uh, adventurous yeah and that's
1: why i was really surprised when i saw it i mean there's definitely some you know just like the bombers and the camouflage military jackets and stuff like that like that stuff's always going to be clean it's always going to look good it's stuff you're always going to be able to wear but like when he had talked about doing more like right. the H&M Topshop, Zara type stuff, that's why I was really surprised because they do such a good job. Like they go, you know, out of the box and they definitely do some stuff that's real in the moment for like a season or so. But for the most part, like it's just staple pieces that you'd want to wear for a while that, you know, 60, $70 or something like that. So when he first talked about doing it, I figured the Adidas line would be like tops 220, 225, but obviously that's definitely not the case.
0: Um, something something I'm like, and speaking of just Kanye and his design, like his shoes, um, from Nike to, to Adidas have gone from like a sporty look to, to a more lifestyle look, to be honest. I feel like he, he was more athletic, I guess, for lack of a better word, when he was, when he was designing with, 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 the Nike guys. And now that he's over at Adidas, it seems that it's, it's taken more of a lifestyle approach and, you know, I don't know if that's, like, something that you said, like you said, Brandon, it's because he's getting older now, and so his, you know, his ball aspirations, as Nick would say, those those are starting to Hey, come hey, hey I'm, I'm, I'm 36,
2: he... so, you know, this whole getting old thing, let's, let's not go too far that direction.
1: <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing is, with Nike, it was the true collaboration, where he had to borrow influences from Nike to make everything happen, you know, it's... Everybody knows that the tooling from the 1 came from the Air Revolution. You know, he found a loophole to get the Jordan 3, so he used the Revolution. And then for the 2, he used the Tech Challenge 2. So with those, you know, that tooling on the sneaker, it's going to have to have somewhat of an athletic look, even no matter, you know, how premium or how lifestyle he decided to get with the upper. Whereas with the Adidas line, I mean, he essentially can start from scratch and do whatever he wants. You know, and we've seen, you know, the boost has been hidden in both shoes, so he doesn't even have to show any of the technology or the functionality of it or anything. So, you know, it's, as long as they can put it in there, he's going to really create anything that he wants to. it. And, you know, I think that's such a great job. Like, I think Adidas absolutely was right by letting him do that and not go crazy with the branding and not throw the three stripes all over it or the trifoil design or anything like that. And I think that's what's made it so appealing is this is Adidas, this is dope. We know exactly who made it but you're not screaming it like it's not a big billboard for your brand, but everybody knows exactly who did it.
0: Yeah. They feel like, they feel like Adidas, they feel like almost like Y three pieces, but Adidas original pieces, I guess. It's good stuff. I mean, I'm not mad. I mean, I, I have the I have the black pair of 350, so it, I, I guess I really shouldn't. I'm not, I don't want to make it seem like yeah. I'm hating. And one, one black
1: last thing, hair. I mean, it's funny because um. the 750 actually was technically designed to be a performance shoe. I remember when the 750 was first talked about, they were saying how it was going to be a basketball shoe release for All Star Weekend, and then obviously we saw the 750, and nobody thought for a second that it was supposed to be a basketball shoe. But there was a rumor that I had heard. And from a pretty good source within their company that stated that um, somebody from the Hawks was actually supposed to wear it some some point during the season, and now it's totally escaping me. I know I told you guys his name before, the uh, all-star guard for the Hawks that's assigned with Adidas. I can't think of it right now. Jeff Teague? Yeah, yeah. I think Jeff Teague was supposed to wear it, and he rolled his ankle yeah. pretty bad, and I think he got a little weary of trying to rock it on the court. but. I mean, I'd still... Don't be surprised. Like, we know how popular those kicks on court articles are and everything like that, and those guys take that stuff serious. So don't be surprised if somebody, you know, pulls out a custom pair or does something where they take the top down a little bit or whatever and tries to rock that on the court. I would recommended recommended it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Gilbert Arenas
2: can make a... a, a, yeah. a comeback out of retirement <laughs> for a year. Do they cover
1: kicks on court <laughs> over in China?
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right? Somebody
2: there send somebody to China to cover I could, it. I can see an NBA player. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take my camera. I'm ready. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can see an NBA player out there doing it. Or just anywhere, really. I Because Nate, Nate Robinson was balling at like, old, yeah. like old retros and stuff, wasn't he? Like he, he pulled out some yep. pretty old stuff. All right. So we're almost at our time up. But before we get out of here, I just want to do just like a quick um, – just have you guys just give your last word on – adidas originals right now and where you think they're going with kanye so let's start with you nick um what what are your thoughts on adidas originals right now and where you where do you see them 18 months Uh,
2: i think i think they're just going to be stronger and stronger 18 months from now i think you know we've we've heard rumors about how they're going to kind of create these these energy spaces in in brooklyn and new or uh los angeles and, you know, I think that's, I think that's a great move, you know, like you need those people in big cities because that's, that's what really drives the the rest of the world. The rest of the world watches New York and LA and San Francisco and London and, you know, like Paris and we all kind of follow suit, if you will, um, in a fashion sense and in, in a style sense. So I think, I think they got nothing, nothing going on, but, but rising up because they've got Kanye, they've got you know, Nigo. they've got Pharrell, they've got, you know, even Rita Ora's stuff is is kind of interesting to me. So,
1: um, yeah, I, I, I think they're going up. How about you, Brandon? Yeah, definitely. I mean, from what I've been fortunate enough to see, just even for the next upcoming months, they're definitely going in the right direction. They're definitely taking boost and they're going to flip it the right way. You know, Nick, exactly what you said, the partnerships that they have are strong, they got the three guys over from Nike that are obviously going to create some stuff. And I think that's the big thing is how do you take a lot of your historical casual stuff like the Stan Smith superstar and how do you transform that into something better the way Nike's done with Flyknit and a lot of their classic sneakers or you know the route that they've been going with that. And then not only that, you know those guys that you're bringing over, what can they do for your basketball line? You just brought Harden over. You already got a stable of some really solid guys in the NBA. I mean, I think if they can get the basketball stuff down where they can kind of border that line of performance and lifestyle the way that Nike's done with a lot of the KD, LeBron, all that, you know, they really could scare a lot of people. I mean, I think people obviously take them serious as it is, but they really could take it up to another level. Yeah, I agree.
0: I think, I think I'm going to just say ditto to kind of really just what both of you guys said. Um, I, I like the direction that they're going. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big fan of the, of the tubular X, um, I, and I haven't, I haven't bought an Adidas lifestyle shoe like I bought those, like I have three pair of those and like, that's not, I, that's not usual for me to, to just go and have multiple pairs of, of a single Adidas lifestyle shoe. So with that, keeping that in mind, that tells me that they're obviously doing something interesting and they're obviously catching my attention. And just from like the YouTube views and people that are watching the videos on YouTube, they're, they're more, they're more open to seeing Adidas product. It used to be like an The sell on a YouTube video with the Adidas products wasn't always as easy as it is now. I can do an unboxing now on an Adidas product and it get just as many views as any other video. So I'm definitely getting excited about that and think that, you know, they're moving in in the right direction. And I don't have any insight, obviously, to what's going on. But I think that the next couple of quarters for them is going to be pretty exciting if they continue uh, with the same sort of momentum that they have right now. So... That's our thoughts. We want to know what you guys think. So leave us comments down below. If you're watching the video, leave us comments down there below. Or uh, you can talk to us on Twitter. I'll give out my Twitter information. Uh, It's all under Kusto, K-U-S-T-O-O um you can follow me there or twitter Vine, an instagram any of that sort of stuff and just leave me comment to let me know what's going on there but you can also leave information for brandon so brandon give them brandon give them yeah you guys can follow me on
1: twitter and instagram it's uh mr brando three m-r-b-r-a-n-d-o-3 and what about you nick what do you got
2: uh yeah instagram twitter all that it's all the same it's under my name nick engel n-i-c-k-e-n-g-v-a-l-l um And yeah, I'd definitely like to hear hear some feedback.
0: Yeah, any feedback you guys have, what do you think about the show? If you think we were wrong about Kanye, let us know. Let us know what you think, and all things of that nature so this is the outside the box podcast this is episode one wanted to let you guys know we appreciate you thank you for listening and again i'm here with brandon and nick they're the sneaker guys i'm just the guy that likes to run my mouth so we'll talk to all of you guys soon and we'll see you guys later all right guys peace